Welcome back, everybody, to SCC Talks. This is episode 35, and this is Caden the Green, your co-host, and I'm here with Hanley. And we are just super excited to bring you guys back another episode to our SEC previews of every team. And this week we're talking about LSU, and we hope you guys enjoyed Jackson's solo episode last week of Vandy and talking about the Jimbo versus Saban beef. But, Hanley, I'm pretty excited to talk about this LSU program because I think there's a lot of mystery here. Yeah, there's a lot of mystery in really both of the big sports with football and basketball. Yeah, especially I know we've talked about LSU's basketball program in a lot of episodes just because of how many players they lost. Like, they lost the whole team, didn't they? Right, yeah. Which is ridiculous. I know. But anyways, let's go ahead and get this started with the football schedule. And I also am going to send an invite real quick to my good buddy Ricky. He's a big-time LSU fan, and once he joins, he can give us his thoughts on the football season next year um, before he has to run real quick. So let me give him a shout, and then I'll go ahead and run through the schedule. All right, so – actually open up with Florida State. That's pretty, pretty interesting. interesting. I don't remember the last time I've seen LSU and Florida State play each other, but – I don't know. We'll see. You what? I said, I don't remember the last time Florida State was good. That is a good point. It was probably 2013. It was. With good old Jameis. But then you have Southern U going to LSU, Mississippi State going to LSU, New Mexico going to LSU. So four straight home games. Yeah. Then LSU's traveling to Auburn. And then Tennessee is traveling to LSU. I feel like both of those games will be interesting. Then you have LSU going to the Swamp. Ole Miss going to LSU. I think that will be one of the most intriguing games of the year. Yeah. We'll get into that later. And then Alabama going to LSU. LSU going to Arkansas. UAB going to LSU. And LSU going to A&M to cap off the season. So, before I know we'll do our predictions a little bit later. But what are your just quick thoughts when you hear that schedule? I'm not going to lie to you. My first thought is five and seven. Yeah. Uh, I don't see many wins. They're, they've kind of got a tough draw. A lot of their home games. I don't know. The West is tough this year. Uh, in, in the sense, I just don't see any cakewalks. I mean, I don't know. Auburn may suck. But I I just don't have any idea. I think um, the Ole Miss, Arkansas, A&M games, those three teams from the West are going to be – and Auburn. Actually, all four of those teams from the West are going to be – they could really go either way. I could see LSU going 4-0 in those, and I can also see them going 0-4. Yeah. So I, I don't know yeah. how I feel about – Florida's program, um, you said it was in the swamp, right? Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I could see um, LSU winning that, but, uh, you know, I just don't have a lot of confidence in the team just because there's, there's so much unknown with it right now. Yeah, but look at this. So, they're middle of the season gauntlet. It starts with 
at Auburn, then Tennessee coming to them, which I think will be a very good game. They won't win then that you, game. Tennessee will. I hope so. And then you have at Florida. Then you have Ole Miss. They'll lose then to Alabama. Lose to Bama. And then Arkansas. And Arkansas is going to be good. They could easily go 0-6 in that stretch. Yeah, they definitely could, which would be killer. That's what I think we'll do. I think we should just go ahead and do their predictions because we've been talking about it so much. But I think they're going to start off the season 4-0. Yeah, Everybody's exactly going to be hyping them up with Florida State, Southern U, Mississippi State, New Mexico. LSU is probably going to be a top-10 team because everybody's going to be so hyped. Brian Kelly and everything. And then they're going to lose the next six games. That's my prediction. If they lose to Auburn to start it, do not be surprised if they lose those six games in a row. If they can beat Auburn at Auburn, uh, I can see them coming away with a few. If they can just come away with a few, yeah, like two or three of those six, they'll be in good shape, to be honest with you. If they did come out with two of those six, who would you think it would be? Obviously not Bama. I would think Florida would be the – Yeah. I, I just don't know enough about Florida, to be honest. I just – um, And who were their home games? So, they have Ellis – that's dumb. Tennessee at LSU. Then Ole Miss is coming to LSU. Bama's coming to LSU. I would say their best chance, aside from Florida, is probably at Auburn or um, Ole Miss at home. Okay. Okay. Ricky, is that you? Yes, sir. Go Tigers, baby. You know it. (laughs) That's awesome. Ricky, it's me and Hanley tonight. Jackson was unable to join us. But for all you viewers out there, like I mentioned, Ricky is a big-time LSU fan. And he is from New Orleans. But we wanted to hear what you think of the upcoming football season, Ricky, with Brian Kelly and just your predictions for the year. Um, so if you think if you're asking me on my predictions, I would say a national championship, but me being realistic <laughs> with a me being realistic with a new football coach, you know what I'm saying? I'm feeling a good seven and Seven and three, you know, our biggest opponent is going to be Bama, maybe Texas A&M, and maybe Auburn. But I definitely feel like we'll get them a run for their money. But I'm all in. You know what I'm saying? Go Tigers all the way. If we go to the national championship, y'all best believe I'll be making some noise. All right. So, you said seven and three. You're missing two games there, uh, big fella. So I said seven and three? Yes, sir, you did. Right. So, so I said – we we'll, we might lose to Auburn, might lose to Bama, and like maybe you, a Texas A and M. Ricky, you played twelve games on the year. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, high school ball. My fault. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> you're high the school high school ball. coach, so you know. All right, so well, Ricky, let me let me run you through the schedule real quick, just so you can get a, a good overview of it. Me and Hanley were just talking about it. So y'all open the season with Florida State. Dub, easy dub. That's a dub. Either be at LSU no, or a neutral site. That's a dub. Don't know which if, one. It's, if it's at a neutral site or a parking lot, that's a dub. Okay. Uh, and then you got Southern U. Obviously, that's a dub. Then dub. Mississippi State's coming to LSU. Dub. Even anytime you come to Tiger Stadium, that's a dub. Oh, wait. Was All that right. one of the first four of them you mentioned, Caden? 
Yeah, Mississippi State's the third game. Okay. And then New Mexico coming to LSU. Dog, easy, dog. Do that blindfolded. All right, what about LSU going to Auburn? Dub, we'll come down to Jordan here and give him a dub. You know what I didn't right. realize is like Auburn don't know whether they want to be a tiger or an eagle. Like <laughs> Hanley, any any comment on that? I don't know what I could say about that. <laughs> I mean I It's like the other day when they were playing If You're Happy and You Know It, clap your hands. Ricky looked at me and said, You know what I just realized? This is if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> Funniest moment ever. Anyways. Um, all right. You got Rocky Top coming to LSU, Rick. Easy, dog. We're going to get – that's an easy, dog. Because, you know, okay. Tennessee always – Ain't Tennessee no always, about it. Tennessee <laughs> always start out – Tennessee always start out strong. But somewhere they're going to fold. Okay. Ain't no doubt. All right. LSU going to the swamp. Easy, dog. That's an easy dog. Oh, I we're, think Billy Napier gonna have the Florida Gators right, but he's not ready yet. Okay. We're looking at seven and zero right now. Seven and zero. Okay, you got Lane Kiffin and the uh, Ole Miss Rebels coming to LSU. Um, easy dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Nick Saban and the crew coming to your your town. They coming to to Tiger Stadium? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's a that's an easy dog. Well not I wanna say easy dog. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a mediocre dog. Might go down okay. to the wire. So like So if that over. happens, if y'all are not known at that point in the year, you're obviously the number one team in the nation. Exactly. Yep. And then you got at Arkansas. <laughs> Ah, the pigs. Oh, no. What said the pigs? Duh. Everybody, yeah. anybody you name from now on is a dog. I told you. If you're asking me, we're going to the national championship. But in reality, ah. Uh... All right. So, UAB and obviously, you think y'all are going to be at Texas a and uh, that, that'll be a tough environment for us. I would say that that'll with be a tough Jimbo, Jimbo, and all the bot recruits. Yeah, that'd be that'll be a tough environment for us. I'm trying to, I'm trying to cause some. Um... Well, at this point, you're undefeated. You got to win that game. Yeah, so I guess who y'all gonna play in the college football playoff is the next question. Well, the, or the well, you know, SEC championship. Somehow, some way, you know. Alabama always find a way. They could lose five games and still wind up playing in the SEC championship, which is like unheard of. You know what I'm saying? It's so, more so. Was, it's more so that they they find a way to get in the playoff. They've had multiple years where they've been in the playoff where they didn't play in the SEC championship. Like, I just don't. I, I, I maybe Georgia. I think Georgia might have a, a running back year. Maybe they'll have a good year. I I don't I don't see it. Especially with Stetson at the wheel with losing their entire I mean, I know they have five stars, but you can't replace that defense. And they lost George and then they lost the um their receiver Trey was it Burton? Jermaine Burton. Yeah. Um and they lost uh Zamir White and uh Cook. 
Dalvin Cook's little brother. They got the best tight end in the country, though. Bro, they have three best tight ends in the country. They got um, literally three five stars. I forgot the other guys' names, but one of them was actually at LSU and then transferred. But all right, Rick. Well, that is an exciting prediction for LSU. I'm That's excited. an exciting prediction. Yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. And I'm excited too because you know now I get to actually watch some of these games. You know, back in the day, I used to have to catch highlights or you know right. just kind of check ESPN. But now I can actually watch the game and be a fan and yell at the TV if they miss. Right. Ain't right. no doubt. All right. Well, let's get into recruiting real quick before we talk basketball. Um, all right. So y'all have the number seven overall recruiting class according to 247 Sports and the number three transfer rating. So that's really good, especially with a new head coach coming in. And you're, you have five enrollees currently, Will Campbell, an offensive tackle, Walker Howard, who's a four-star quarterback, Quincy Wiggins, a four-star D lineman, Demario Tolan, who's a four-star linebacker, and Fitzgerald West, who's a three-star D lineman. Then you got 10 guys who have signed the letter of intent, including a five-star linebacker, Harold Perkins, a four-star interior offensive lineman, Emory Jones, four-star corner, Terrence Welch, three-star safety, Jordan Allen, three-star wide receiver, Landon Ibetta, three-star corner, Jalen Davis Robinson, three-star tight end, Mason Taylor, three-star D-lineman, Tyge Hill, three-star offensive tackle, Bo Bordelon, and three-star kicker. That's probably got to be a really good kicker if he's three-star. Uh, Nathan Dibbert. And then you have 15 transfers. That's ridiculous. All right. I'll go through them quickly. So seven banks from Ohio State. Jaden Daniels, who's a quarterback from Arizona State. Colby Fields, linebacker from South Carolina. Jerick Bernard, corner from Oklahoma State. Makai Wingo, a D lineman from Missouri. Traymond Shorts, a lineman from a school that has an E as their logo, Eastern something. Jay Bramblett, a punter from Notre Dame. Greg Brooks, a corner from Arkansas. West Weeks, an athlete from Virginia. Makai Williams-Garner from the Raging Cajuns is a safety. Miles Frazier from FIU. Joe Fusha from Arkansas. Noah Kane from Penn State. Kyron Lacey from Raging Cajuns and Slade Roy from Eastern Carolina. So y'all have a really good recruiting class, which I didn't know about, which is good while we do these podcasts to let the people know, because I don't think a lot of other people know about that. But what do y'all think about where that recruiting class and where it ranks with the SEC? Um, I would say, I mean, you know, I think they – Rank among, you know, I want to say there's great recruit class, but I'll say you never know nowadays, you know, like basically these recruit classes go off for of like five star, four stars, but sometimes your best team might have number three stars and two stars, like you know what I'm saying? So, like, right, like you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, everybody is a football player, everybody same way, so it's really, you know, who come ready to play, but I would say the transfer portal, you know. The transfer portal is is helping college football and hurting college football at the same time because, you know, right. back then it used to always, like, 
if you transfer to a same school in the conference or something, you have to sit out of your well now you don't have to sit out of your so it's like if I don't get the amount of like say say I play maybe thirty five to forty snaps a game and I don't like that and I get in the portal so I can go somewhere else so I can play maybe sixty snaps a game. You know, it's kinda like a it's like a risk to reward because you got guys right now still in the portal looking for a home. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't, the, the portal is good, and I, I I truly think the portal is great, and I'm glad that we got all the guys out of the portal. But, you know, what happens when you get your top guys that want to go, you know, Alabama A, Alabama and Texas A&M, everybody go jump on them, but, like, you know, like, other than good crawfish and, you know, Joe Burrow, like, you know, some people might not want to come to BR, Baton Rouge, right? Right. So it just, you know, it just depends on who you recruit, who you're talking to, and, like, what they looking for, you know, all the other assessors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Hanley, what do you think about that recruiting class? I think it's a good it's a good class for a new, new coach. A um, little bit of uncertainty with the program, but number seven recruiting class is a good class, um, you know, it may be like I guess a little bit down, but for a new coach, it's a really good class. And I don't know if that one was factoring just the commits or the commits and the transfers, but I think it was factoring in transfers too because I think overall they actually have the twelfth recruiting class now that I'm looking at it in a different way. But that's still fourth in the SEC, obviously behind A and M, Bama, and Georgia, who are one, two, and three. So. I mean, that's that's still really good because then you have Kentucky, who's at 14, which is ridiculous, and Missouri somehow is 15. The SEC as a whole is just recruiting lights out. Um, but, Ricky, I really liked your point about the transfer portal. Obviously, that's a deep topic to go into, and we could probably make a whole episode about the transfer portal, which I think we definitely should. Um, but – before we run out of time, do y'all want to talk about basketball for a little bit? Let's do it. Yes, Sarsky. All right. Um, so, Ricky, I just want to kind of hear your thoughts before we get into it a little bit about the program as a whole. I'm sure you know about the the stuff that came out recently with Will Wade and he got fired and basically led to every scholarship player on the team entering the transfer portal at one point. Um, like, you know, sometimes I just think stuff happens and, you know, maybe something happened and somebody knew about something and he made them mad because, like I say, like, Majority of colleges, like, you know what I'm saying, a lot of colleges don't follow the rules or, like, you know, they cover up some stuff. So it's basically, like, who you're telling or who knows about it because, you know, as, you know, everybody knows me and Caden best friends, but if I tell them, hey, you know, I did this and did this to get a certain player here or I did this and this to cover up something, and then I make him mad one day, now he could go tell, you know, he could go tell somebody or he could go to the news station or somewhere come to, uh, you know, when reported. So it's like, 
it, it's all about, you know, who you know, what you tell, you know, just different stuff like that. Because I think it goes, like, a lot of programs might have that issue, but, you know, we were just a program to get caught. Right. Yeah, and they – I really thought for a minute that the program was about to be in shambles because, like I said, every scholarship player on the team, either one is going to the NBA draft or has – announced that they were entering the portal, but I want to talk about the recruiting a little bit here because it looks like they're actually not going to be in bad shape. They hired the coach from Murray State, and I cannot think of his name right now. Matt McCohen. That's right. And I think that's a really good hire. I was a little bit shocked that he took the job just because I, based on the, the mass exodus, I expect him to have a pretty a pretty good punishment once it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to list off the the incoming guys, so they, they ended up signing the number 17 overall class in the country, which uh, I don't know if you remember this, but they had at one point, it had to be a top, at least a top 10 class because they had Johan Traor, who is a five-star at Auburn now, Julian Phillips, who's now a five-star at Tennessee. Yes, sir. And then a couple other four-stars, they, they had a good class, and all of those guys decommitted. So now, as of recent um, days, they now have the number 33 prospect, Tyrell Ward, who's a small forward, Jalen Reed, who is a four-star center or power forward, Sean Phillips, who's a four-star center, and Cornelius Williams, who's a three-star center. So they're getting a lot of bigs. And then guys transferring in, they've gotten three guys from Murray State, which Murray State was a good program this year. I think they ended up – they won 30 games, were a seven seed in the tournament, I believe. And they got K.J. Williams, who was a starting center at Murray State, Trey Hannibal and Justice Hill, who were uh, – those are all guards. Uh, K.J. Williams is a big, but the uh, Hannibal and Hill are both guards. Those are good pickups. They got Cam Hayes from North Carolina State, Derek Fountain from Mississippi State, and Kendall Coleman from a school that I don't know that logo. But they ended up reloading pretty good. And I know Adam Miller announced that he's coming back, which he – I don't know if you all are familiar with his name or not, but he was a big, uh, big-time player in Illinois a couple years ago. And he did out this past year because of uh, – because of uh, an ACL tear. So that, that there's probably a couple other guys in, in, in between there that I missed, but they actually ended up reloading pretty good, which is shocking to me that they were able to do. So good for them, but unfortunately I still expect them to get a probably at least a two-year postseason ban. Um, we're just kind of waiting on the NCAA to officially announce – What's going to happen on that? Yeah. I mean, what sticks out to me is their lack of guards. I mean, obviously, I know they'll probably still rack up on a couple more players, but yeah, they have a lot of bigs. The two guys from uh, Murray State that I mentioned are good guards. Adam Miller is a guard, and the NC State transfer is a guard. Yeah. that's Four guards is not much. And they're all point guards, which right. 
I mean, I know, I know these days, um, people can transfer over and be just be combo guards, but that would be interesting if those guys are truly combo guards or are they true point guards? Right. Because not not many point guards can play off ball. Right. So, I mean, that'll be something to keep an eye on too. No doubt. But I like the direction that they're headed based off of how in shambles they were two well, two three months ago. Right. So I mean, I really like that direction. Um, I don't think they're ready to compete in that top tier of the SEC with the Auburns, the Tennessees, the Arkansas, the Kentuckys. Um, I'd probably put them in that six or seven spot in the SEC. Um, I agree with that. S- yeah, six, seven. But, um, not at the bottoms with the Missouris or anything, but um, yeah, Missouri not at they, the tops they, yet. Missouri, the baby Cubs. They, they need to get out of the SEC. Like, yeah, them and well, we won't even mention Vanderbilt since. But I don't know how Vandy's projected to do in basketball based off of losing literally their only good player. But Scotty um, Pippen. Pretty bad, too. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see, though. But um, they've had they've had a good program. I was happy to see Julian Phillips commit to us, Hanley. And you know how I mentioned on the podcast a couple weeks back that if Julian came to us, he wouldn't start. Remember me saying that? I do. So I saw a projection that has him bumping Josiah to the bench. What do you think about that? I... I just don't see unless he comes in and really underwhelms for the number twelve player in the nation to come in and not start. Either, either your team is that good, or he's underperforming a little bit and just not quite ready. Yeah, I mean, I think it all just goes back to Barnes. Though. And like, no offense to Tennessee, but they really aren't good enough. Like, there's only like two teams in the nation being Duke and Kentucky, who normally I could see it being like, okay, a top 10 player, whatever he is, like that guy could come off the bench because they're that talented at every position. Right. So. Yeah, like that Kentucky <laughs> team back in 15 when they brought in five guys at a time. Yeah, like they, a lot of people don't think that Trey Orr is going to start for Auburn now. They think he may come off the bench, which he's a lower end five star. So. A lower end five star. That's funny. Yeah. Still, still a dog. Still a dog. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, though, y'all, um, y'all have any closing thoughts to wrap up on football or basketball or just LSU's program as a whole? No, all I gotta say is go Tigers. Go Tigers. I like it. Got it. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us on episode thirty-five for LSU, and. What is next week? Do y'all know the alphabet? Mississippi schools. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to talking about that. Well, we will see you guys next week. And um, thanks for joining us. Bye. All right.